You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. Wait on the Lord, don't be discouraged, and He shall strengthen your heart. And then he says it again, he reiterates it, wait, I say, on the Lord. It's almost like he's saying, just wait, just wait, you'll see. Just wait, I know it's bad. I know it's hard, (laughs) but just wait. You'll see, you'll see the goodness that the Lord is going to bring out of even this. In today's message, Pastor J.D. reminds us that faith requires a lot of patience. As bad as your circumstance might seem, just like Joseph in the 17 years he waited for his dream to be fulfilled, or David as he hid in caves from a murderous king, you can have faith that God's timing is perfect and he will fulfill his promises. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 28 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I know that everything around me and everything that's happening to me and as bad as this is for me, contradicts everything that I believe to be true about the goodness of God. But I'm gonna be- not going to believe in that. I'm going to believe in God. Yes, this is bad. But I'm going to believe in, trust in, have the confidence in the goodness of the Lord and that God will somehow and some way bring good this side of heaven. And he will. He will. Now, Here's the problem. And the problem is verse 14. And it has to do with waiting. (laughs) Oh, See, you're just a lot like me, aren't you? I hate to wait. I hate to wait. I mean, I really hate to wait. And don't look at me like that because you hate to wait too. What is it about us, innate within us, that chafes at this waiting on the Lord to do what he's going to do? Time goes on. (laughs) We pray, we trust, we hope, and it just seems that God's just not in as big of a hurry as we are. It's been said that God is never late. But neither is God early. And here's the thing. We don't want him to be early. Because his timing is perfect. Were he to be early, it could be premature. And in so doing, we could be robbed of that which he wants to do in the process. I think of Joseph. I've been thinking about Joseph a lot lately. I cannot wait. I love this man. I cannot wait to meet him in heaven. He waited 17 years, I think it was 17 years, from the time that he got that dream to the time that he was the most powerful man in the world next to Pharaoh. 17 years, and all that he had to go through before, and it was bad. I mean, some of the things that that happened to him were just unthinkable. And... 
if anyone could say, and I think of David too, by the way, like Joseph as well, in a different way. From the time, how many years? From the time that he was anointed, it's about the same amount of time, about 17, 18 years, if my math is right. From the time as a, a young teenager that he was anointed to be the king of Israel to the time that he actually sat on the throne as the king of Israel. And all that time in between, if there was a man who knew a thing or two about waiting on the Lord, it was David. All that he went through, I mean, my goodness, he was homeless for many years, running for his life. Because Saul, the king of Israel, was trying to have him killed. How's that one? I think of Joseph, I think of David, and really many others with them. I think about Abraham. How about Abraham? How long did he wait? I mean, here's the promise. From the, from the time that you get the promise to the time that you realize it in the land of the living. How many years? Wait on the Lord. And be of good courage, sort of carries with the idea of don't be discouraged. Because when you're waiting, (laughs) the tendency is to become weary and to lose hope and to become discouraged. And so wait on the Lord, don't be discouraged, and he shall strengthen your heart. And then he says it again, he reiterates it, wait, I say, on the Lord. It's almost like he's saying, just wait. Just wait, you'll see. Just wait. I know it's bad. I know it's hard. (laughs) But just wait. You'll see. You'll see the goodness that the Lord is going to bring out of even this. Even this. Have you ever been in a situation that is so bad you know (laughs) that God has to be in it? I mean, there's no other explanation. This is so perplexing. It is so difficult. It is so hard It's almost like you know God's up to something. Well, as I shared, this was these two verses, verses 13 and 14, were the two verses that God had given me. Uh, He gave my wife, when our daughter Noel died, the verse of all places in Job, where the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But this was the, the verse that God gave me that, that I hung on to for dear life. It was a promise that God had given to me at the time. And it was basically this. You wait. You'll see. I'm going to bring good out of this. Just wait. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Be confident. I'm going to bring good out of this. So on... May the 6th of 2006, our daughter Noel, after seven of the most painful hours of our lives, took her last breath and died in our arms. And it was the most difficult and uh, painful time of my life. I had already had the promise from the Lord. I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. I just knew that the Lord was going to bring good. I didn't know when. I didn't know how. I didn't know anything. All I knew was my daughter just died. So about 45 days after 
my wife comes to me and says, I want to have another child. I want to have another daughter. And this time, I laughed. The first time, uh, she laughed like Sarah. This time, I was more like Sarah. And I just kind of said, okay, honey, right, you know. First of all, it's not that easy. And, you know, we spent the first 10 years of our marriage unable to have children. They basically said we have what is called unexplained infertility. And we even tried adoption. And for 10 years, we could not have children. So I'm like, okay, fine, (laughs) you know. And uh, she said, I want to have another daughter. I said, well, I think that, you know, kind of God has, you know, control over that. You know, this being this great man of faith that I am, you know. (laughs) So uh, we conceived the first time. And we went in because with trisomy 18, which was what our uh, daughter Noel had, it's a chromosomal anomaly and abnormality. It, it, the, the, the odds don't go down the second uh, if you get pregnant again. Uh, in fact, if anything, there's uh, even the, the potential for that to happen again more so because it already had happened. So we, we were deemed a high-risk pregnancy. And so we went in and they did the ultrasound and I'll never forget my wife and I, we were just really crying out to the Lord and and praying and there was just this sense that we knew it was a girl. And so now our prayer was that she would be healthy, of course. I had actually prayed very specifically that she would be healthy and smart, not too smart, (laughs) and beautiful. And then my wife was praying that she would also uh, have a beautiful voice to be able to sing. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know this till, you know, afterwards. So we go into the ultrasound, and the doctor says, uh, do you want to know gender? He said, well, we already know it's a girl, but we w- just want to make sure that she's healthy. And with trisomy 18, it's a, it's a third copy try of the 18 chromosome. Uh, Trisomy 21 is Down syndrome. It's a third copy of the 21 chromosome, but it's not fatal. Uh, The 18th chromosome is what they call incompatible with life. So we were basically given this death sentence with Noel. And characteristic of trisomy 18 is they cannot open their hands. They're like this. And they have, uh, you know, their feet are uh, sort of deformed like this. And so we wanted to see the hands in the ultrasound. It was a 4G ultrasound. And so as they were scanning in the ultrasound, we saw not only the hand open, but the hand was waving. I'm I'm okay. (laughs) I'm healthy. I'm here. And of course, that is our daughter, Sabia, today, who is not only smart and beautiful and healthy, but God has given her a beautiful voice as well. And that is the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm here to testify like the sweet psalmist of Israel, David, would testify that you just wait and you'll see. No matter how bad it might seem, you will see the goodness of the Lord. Don't lose heart. I know that it's (laughs) bad You're hanging on by a thread, but you'll see. Just wait. You'll see. On the authority of God's word and on the authority of God's goodness and his promise to you, you will see 
the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 28, another psalm of David. To you I will cry, O Lord my rock. Do not be silent to me, lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Do not take me away with the wicked, And with the workers of iniquity, who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. (laughs) Give them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them according to the work of their hands. Render to them what they deserve, because... They do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. The Lord is their strength. And he is the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. Psalm 28, like many of David's psalms, speaks ever so beautifully and even eloquently to the power of prayer to move the mighty hand of God. We don't know exactly what it was that David was going through at the time that he penned this psalm, but what we do know is that it was and must have been a very difficult trial, whatever he was in. And again, he's crying out to God. And this psalm, the takeaway is that God not only hears our prayers, but He answers our prayers. And think of it this way. He answers our prayers the same way we would answer our own prayers if we knew what God already knows. In other words, we pray, and it's been said that prayer changes things, but really prayer changes the one who prays. There's a change that takes place within us. Because sometimes we'll, we'll pray and the way we pray is not the way that God is able to answer the prayer the way we pray it. So there has to be this change that takes place within us. And then the prayer changes. I, every so often I'll go back and look over my prayer list that I keep uh, and I have for many, many years. Very specific prayers that I prayed over the years. And it's kind of interesting because I, I, I have this, uh, you know, prayer and the date I prayed it. And then the answer to the prayer, and then when it was answered. Some of those prayers, God answered them, but definitely not the way that I had prayed them. In fact, I look at, and I thought, oh my goodness, I prayed that? Thank you, God. You know, it's been said, you know, I thank God for the prayers he's answered, but sometimes I thank him even more for the prayers he didn't answer. (laughs) Because if God would have answered that prayer the way I prayed it, oh my goodness. So he always answers prayers, but not in the way that we think or even necessarily expect. 
We always get an answer. The answer is either going to be yes, no, or wait. Right? It's going to be one. Of course, it's the wait answer that sometimes I'd almost rather have a no because I can come back with another prayer. (laughs) I can change the prayer. No? Okay, how about this? Kind of like a little child, you know, asking mom and dad, hey, can I have, no, okay. How about this? No. How about this? No. But how about this one? Wait. No, no, not wait. Yeah, wait. Just wait. We'll see. Just wait. So he's always going to answer the prayers. But again, this psalm speaks to the power, the power of prayer. We, we say it almost cavalierly and and flippantly there's power in prayer (laughs) think about that we have been given access to in fact we're going to be talking about this we have been given access to the most powerful tool and even weapon that is the deciding factor and it's their at our disposal, so to speak, we have unfettered access by way of this thing we call prayer to the God who created the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. Prayer is not just powerful. Prayer is a privilege. It is a powerful privilege. Psalm 29. Again, a Psalm of David, verse 1, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord, verse 7, divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple, everyone says, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. What imagery? The voice of the Lord. How great is the voice of the Lord. And it's believed that when David wrote this psalm that it must have been after witnessing this really powerful storm. And in everything he saw in this storm, the crackling and the, just the, 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 the loud thunder, the splintering of a cedar of Lebanon, That would be terrifying, just the sound of it. And so David is likening the power of this storm to the very powerful God of the storm that is mightier than the storm, and he's worshiping the Lord because of it. For me, it's really the takeaway of 
the Lord being in and through the storm, always mightier than the storm. No matter what the storm is that we go through in life, the voice of the Lord, the power of the Lord is mightier than any storm. Psalm 30. (laughs) A psalm, a song at the dedication of the house of David. Verse 1, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, verse 4, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. And I love this, I love this, I love this. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, verse 6, in my prosperity I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face and I was troubled. I cried out to you, verse 8, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me, Lord. Be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness the garments of praise, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. (laughs) What ah, What a psalm. I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but Psalm 30 is another psalm that God has used in my life in a very powerful way. Uh, especially verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. How many times those dark night seasons, those long nights of weeping, those sleepless nights of weeping. And then here's this verse tucked away in Psalm 30 with this promise that yes, Weeping may endure for the night, but here's what awaits in the morning. His mercies are new every morning, and joy returns in the morning. Yeah, weeping may endure for the night, but that joy, that joy of the Lord will come in the morning. And I can't think of a better way to bring a Bible study to an end than with that promise. There's a lot to learn from the book of Psalms, and we're so glad you've joined us to sift through it all with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. The range of emotions expressed in the pages we've been studying give us an accurate and beautiful picture of our Heavenly Father, the almighty and loving creator of the world. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to share how you can access more of these messages right now. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen to search through our archive of Pastor J.D.'s teachings. You can even take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. 
Find a link to our app on our website or search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store. This will provide you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and access to the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into an eternal perspective. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are also available to watch on our YouTube channel, which you can access through our website. Again, that address is inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to God's Word today. We pray it's blessed and encouraged you greatly. Pastor J.D. will continue studying through the book of Psalms when you join us next time, right here on In Spirit and Truth.